Hey guys, welcome to the BWAMAS podcast. We're coming to you from Power at the Pass. And today we have a special guest. We're going to interview the man, the legend. He has many stories. In fact, if we really wanted to, we could probably easily do three or four episodes talking about all his uh, experiences and, and uh, journeys. But for now, hey, we have Valentin Sandoval in the house. What's up, man? What's going on, man? What's cool. up, bro? Good to see you. How's the audio sounding for you? Audio sounds great. Sounds right. great. So I'm going to steal from you. It sounds like a cave. Like we're in the cave. cave. Yeah, because we're hearing ourselves through the monitor headphones and then our echoes outside. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, it sounds like, like a cave. It sounds good. A controlled cave. Okay, here we a go. A contrite so, cave. Contrite cave. Wow. Yeah? <laughs> Caves are contrite. Well, I mean, no. This cave is contrite. In particular. It's concrete. Okay. 1945, made in 1945 right, by GM to build Jeeps for the World War II effort. That's Listeners how this building started. Envision, like, we just started and we're already going all over the place, all right? So check it out. You got to uh, straddle it down, Richie. You, you got you to hold Early, it. you know, I think the reason why I think it's good to do this podcast early, we, by the way, we've been receiving pretty nice feedback over episode one, which featured Daniel Rivetta. Check it out online on SoundCloud or just look up for the BWAMS podcast. Uh, but we've been receiving pretty pretty positive reviews and feedback. Uh, but I think a, a question a lot of people have, what is Power at the Pass? And I think that's why it's good. Let's start off with that. What is Power at the Pass? It, yeah, it's essentially uh, an, an incubator. Okay. You know, uh, uh, sort of a think tank space that okay. has been granted to me by you know, my partner, Don Shapiro. Right. Owns a building. He owns about seven properties within a four-block radius. Of, you know, his son owns you know a different company, but his properties are the industrial uh, buildings of in Tex on Texas. Area. Yeah. You okay. between like you know, Epic Rail Yards is here. Yeah, Cafe Mayapan is right next to us. You have uh, Love that. A, a whole slew of industries. A, a school uh, right right up be in front of us on Texas. What'd you call this region then? Part the past. There you go. Part that's, the that's part of the name. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the idea of uh, of Don came up with that, and it made sense only because you know most times uh, people recognize El Paso as being El Paso del Norte, right? Uh huh. You know, Paso del North, and even in the morphology of the word, you you look at El Paso, like he passed, and I think that was some kind of like mimetic curse of sorts, you know, with most of for generations people have what I learned is the Jezebel syndrome, you know, the grass is always green on the other side. Uh -huh. You want to you go somewhere else, you want to go up north to Albuquerque and Santa Fe to go find the muse, you want to go to Austin, okay. Phoenix, California. There's some people that go, you know, to Mexico, and so you know, this is the this is a central point. Well, now I think in 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 the awareness that all this is geared towards creating multimedia art technology and innovation just leaning towards that kind of culture to, okay. to bring the power to help people recognize that the power is here at the pass yeah power is a power is an interesting word it's loaded right you can use it think of uh, what power is in, in many manifestations in this context I like to think of it's not so much power as you know uh, you know the he-man I have the power sometimes thing, we, you know, we have negative connotations of what power indeed, means indeed, you know, especially yeah. if you're like a little critical or a little conscious of maybe power dynamics it's not power in the sense of corporate you know kind of power takeover you know right. or, or anything like that or with, that's, with that said or not, uh, no, I'm just kidding I know, with that being said I suffer from what's called acute uh, competitiveness. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you though? 
No, well, I'm, I'm, See, I'm, the, I, I'm the tense on the ism. Okay, There's no such sure. thing as a competitive ism, you know? But I'm competitive just. <laughs> I've always felt yeah. that uh, jokes have a little kernel of truth. Indeed, that's Much in the way that I think some of uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards of Quentin's script, where he, the German bounty hunter that was going after everybody, in the opening scene when he tells him, uh, tells the, 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 the Jewish man that's, that, you know, the people are in the bottom of his house, mm. that he's heard rumors and he's like, oh, oh I love rumors. You know, rumors are where, you know, you find the most intrigue because there's half truth and half truths in them. Absolutely. All but right. no, power really more, it's, it's an opportunity that came to me as a result of writing the book. And at the end of the day, I remind okay. myself that I wrote a book of poetry that, that, that put me somewhat on the map. And that's what got me to meet Don Shapiro through his wife, mm -hmm. Bobby Shapiro. And he was writing the book. I was the third right. author. I'm, I'm the third author. And now you and Carlos are you know, right. part of the writing process. But initially, it was looking for a writer to write his book. He's 89 years old. You know? That's right. He lives as though he's 55. And, and, and he's very sharp still. As I've read through the manuscript, you know, the man has lived a life. Indeed. You know, and I, I see why so many people look up to him and, and come to him for, for uh, advice or, or help. You know, if they're trying to get something going, you know, he yeah, just has yeah, that business acumen. And that philanthropic acumen, you know, I, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the best that America is and is, is, is uh, the best of, of New York, you know, mm -hmm. and knowing how to live, you know, loving Broadway, loving the arts. The whole point of you working hard is to play hard, you know, and, and, I, and I, think, I think they embody the, the people variable, you know, that ultimately the, that what you work for is to better the quality of life collectively, you know, at least the intention, you know, and, and so that was the, the premise of his book, I think, at least when he and okay. I came into talking about it, was kind of a how-to book. How do, you, how do you live this sort of, you know, mythological American dream. Trying and, to navigate. And, and the dying provinces yeah. of, two, of, of, of two empires and yeah. two cities that the countries don't really, you know, give a rat's ass about. El Paso and well, I mean, Now, you know, because of uh, our current political situation, there's a lot of attention on the border, right? That means there should, there should have always have been. But I think uh, more so, you know, people are, are paying attention because of the, the whole, the wall and, and that context. So it's interesting working on Don's book in, in, in light of this. In these times, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a natural thing when, when we hit it off and immediately, I, you know, he knew that I was going to be the writer of his book. And he had two previous authors and they had developed the manuscript. You know, his wife wanted to get rid of it altogether and just have right. to start from scratch. And I didn't mind that. You know, I, I could have definitely done that. But at first it was figuring out the voice, the perspective, the POV, where who is it? A, am I a ghostwriter? You know, that's kind of shunned upon by literary America, especially academic America. You know, you talk sure. to certain sure. professors and friends of mine that just wouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, you know, for me, it was really a matter of, of building a relationship and building a new project. And, and I, it wasn't about, you know, my, my sort of esoteric, you know, uh, mores as to what I think a writer is. I just, I took an opportunity. I liked the man. I know there's a great sure. story there. And, and I can do something with it. And I think he, we saw the combination of a how-to you know, mm -hmm. how, to, how to live a certain way, and also telling of the story, you know, telling yeah. of the full-on story. So, so I, with that being said, it was, you know, I, I, we chopped up half of the, the, the manuscripts that were previously written, which were half good, they were mediocre, they were there, research, There's salvageable you know. material in there in, from his life, 
Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the trick. It was to pick what what we're going to salvage, and then and then come at it with your own approach. You know, come sure. at it with my own approach, and, and that's where you guys. I, I came in. You guys came on. Came in. Came in now. With that. And helping with that. And and so I started interviewing a lot of people, and I, it was a natural thing. I, I said, "Tell them, well, why don't we just do a documentary to accompany the book, much in the way that I've done for to your strengths too." Yeah. By the way. Exactly. Exactly. Both writing and and through film. Yeah. And that's what we did for for Jimmy Baca. You know, in Albuquerque, I started mm-hmm. doing that for him ten, twelve years ago, and and. That's that's what I'm doing for Tim Hernandez on yeah. All They Will Call You. And, and it was, I think at first his wife thought I was just being a salesman and trying to get okay. a gig and more okay. money. Well, you know, sure, who is it? You know, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it, it's a, it, it sells itself, you know, and, and, and I just had to present them process and the format and the potential and, and, and doing a documentary and interviewing everybody that we were talking to. And, and, the, and the footage is riveting. It's looking great. Yeah. I've, fucking I've riveting, seen some you know? of those clips. Yeah. Um, how exactly did you guys meet? Was it a uh, book reading or at a function? Just a, it was a party. A social it, was, function? it was a city magazine party. You know, okay. I, I met him before in the past. You know, it was it was nothing, you know, sort of uh, you know auspicious or okay. it was just a you know running. So, so like, just you know. A, hey Don, check out my award winning book here. No, it was not like immediately. It was more like, hey, let's have a beer first and sure. martini, dry, sure. you know, olives. Is that his drink? Pol- pol- a Russian Polish olives. Okay. Yeah, 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 something like that. You know. Cool. Good to know. Personally, now that I'm helping you with that, one of the things that's really helped in terms of writing is also just learning more about Don and his his own voice. Because I think there's a certain sense of authenticity you want to keep. Because at first, you know, uh, Carlos and I, I think, are a little bit different. And actually, all, I think all three of us can be a bit verbose at times, you know. Yeah. Don isn't exactly like that, you know. Yeah. He, he's just kind of tell it like it is. Yeah, he's a one-liner. He's yeah, a, you know, exactly. He's a, he's a king. He's like a Penny Youngman, the king of the one-liners. You know, he awesome. comes from that sensibility of succinctness. You know, that to be verbose and erotic doesn't mean that you're tapping into a deeper truth. It just means that you got issues. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, <laughs> just means you uh, you sleep in your, with your thesaurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, let it invade your Or you dreams. should be sleeping with your thesaurus. You know? All right, all right. Or you're not. You know, but uh, with him, it was really understanding how a businessman thinks, and 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 at the same time, he comes from entertainment. You know, and, and not that he comes from entertainment. He won't. He wouldn't. He his, wouldn't like that statement. But, sure, but, but it's true. It's worth noting because he, his experience growing up working, you know, with his with his uncle. And do you want to briefly mention mention that sure, anyway? Sure. Since yeah, yeah, his uncle is uh, Carl Reiner. His cousin's Rob Reiner, and then his younger brother is produced the most successful TV series of all time, sitcom. Which is great. Yeah, and Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You know, George Shapiro. It's one of my favorite shows, easily. And and so he had a lot to do with William Morris Agency. He comes from that, you know, sort of upper echelon. I don't want to say upper echelon, but just the the aristocrats of the of of the industry. You know, and, sure. and in the best way, not. The blockbusters, or and 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 good writers, and you know Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner, they're they're brilliant, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and and Jerry Seinfeld's brilliant, and he even helped introduce Larry David's career in some way, you know. So Definitely. that that's the best way to you know to be you know part of the top is based on talent. And when it comes down to it, uh, Don ended up choosing a, a different path, right? As a salesman, right? yeah. you can argue a lot of entertainment is, is uh, yeah, salesmanship. That, that, that one well, that we we've incorporated that one chapter, mm-hmm. right? We haven't even, we haven't even written about about, that, uh, about his them watching brother, Death of a Salesman. His younger brother mm-hmm. watching Death of a Salesman. That's right. And, Arthur and, Miller, by the way, yeah, yes, and, check and, that out. He saw no future, you know, in the salesmanship, and Don, you uh-huh. know, Don saw, you know, saw well, the opposite. And then that's kind of one of the points of a uh, Death of a Salesman is it's it's kind of a critique. Of, of capitalism so Don didn't see that same story that he, he saw the open road as, as an opportunity which I think in, in literature we see a lot of right yeah and, and that's the fact that he's a poet you know in his own way he came out here he didn't come out here to come and become a, a industrialist you know 
manufacturer of pan, uh, make, you know, uh, making pants and, and becoming a tycoon of sorts. He didn't. Sure. He, that wasn't part of the. He just came out here, uh, you know, on the road with one of his friends, like, traveling and, and falling in love with the Southwest and with yeah. Texas and, and with, you know, women down here and the overall picture, you know. If you've ever been here, you, you, you yeah. know, and you know what we're talking about here. Yeah, that, that's what all these New Yorkers, friends of mine, you know, the writers that come down here, they, they have their little secret down here, you know, yeah, of, exactly. of, of, uh, of, you know, just beautiful people, you know, and goddesses. And so he came with that. And, and, and he and he fell in love and you know and, and, and he brought his wife down so the intent was you know I dare say innocent and so with that being said it's ultimately storytelling that that created power at the past perfect I'm grateful that 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 it's happening and I hope it continues to happen you know and, yeah. and, and all I can do every day is transcend my lethargy and my inner inner depressions and demons and <laughs> and utilize them as tools and technique and format and 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 thrust forward you know thrust on thrust on through you know yeah man and uh, keeping a certain momentum. That's my favorite thing. When you first showed me this place, it was very, very different looking. It looked like an abandoned warehouse. I mean, it was an abandoned warehouse. It, it, yeah, it uh, wasn't a warehouse. It was. It well, was, they uh, had businesses here, but yeah. I mean, you yeah, could tell the previous businesses had, like, they didn't, you know, there's a lot of stuff was still left behind. And it was an interesting spirit. Since then, I, I've seen it grow and more people get involved and it's this lab and we've called it a kind of lab before right where we kind of create and it's just nice to have this creative energy around that we can bounce ideas off of each other and it really is also ultimately you know Don is a businessman and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm somewhat of a businessman in my in my own way and, and, and ultimately it's about generating an industry you know for you know in terms of starting that, starting an ad agency bringing components of you know uh, search engine optimization companies you know app developers of sorts and, yes. And tech, well, let's not you know. give away all the secrets. It's over. They, they're still in the <laughs> formula. It's gone. They're listening in at this very moment live. <laughs> There's spies amongst us. I knew it. Uh, I knew you're a federal agent. I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, man, it was, it's really just a matter of uh, creating an industry here, uh, a micro industry of, 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 you know, working a, a model of being self-sustained. And so that's the, the focus that I have on politi- in politics and political campaigning work and and advertising for some restaurants and businesses and yeah. working with lawyers and, 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 you know, developing that muscle. That way you create your own, you know, industry of sorts, your own self-sustained mechanism that isn't dependent upon, you know, somebody from the outside coming in. And especially in the film industry, we all want to default to, you know, famous names and to come and save sure. the day. And, and as great as that can be, and I invi- invite that and I welcome that, but ultimately mm-hmm. you, f- you go with the flow, and the flow right now is, you know, I don't have to, so I saw a statement the other day sometimes, you know, go away from the tide. Is it, you know, yeah, sure, but, you know, we're, mm. in, we're in an ocean and I want to go with the, you know, I want sure. to surf, surf the tide, you know, so, so you know, therefore right. you, the tide is the internet, and you, you, you go with the pace of that, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about it right go now. The, the, the neurotic nature of, of social media and, and, and the perils, you know, of it and, and the benefits. And ultimately, I think the, <laughs> I work towards the benefits outweighing the perils and creating a system off of that. So, and creating content and content that goes at that pace so that therefore you have sure. real economy and industry, at least, the, at least the process and the development of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, cool, man. That's, that's quite, a, quite a bit, man. Uh, you, you asked here. the power of the past. That's Why? great. It's, it's you know, power of the past. It's, so that's it's, where, it's, and that's where we are right now. We're recording kind of from the main room, which uh, has served for many, many uh, different purposes so far. Been pretty cool. Photo shoots. We had a portrait day. By the way, if, if you know if you haven't already, go on Facebook and just uh, look up Power of the Past. Like the page. Just to be kept up to date. Um, 
with the kind of work that is being produced out of here, as Valentin was mentioning, uh, including this podcast, which uh, I'm, I'm grateful for. You know, and then we're shooting it too, so it becomes mm-hmm. like a vlog. You know, right. I was talking to Mitsu this morning. We're doing a mural project over here. Okay. Not even a mural project. This would be something else at Union Plaza. Mm-hmm. Talk, you know, talked about creating a vlog where you essentially. It's also a you know sort of a, uh, a comparison or. Uh, brick and mortar manifestation of what the frontera is, you know, the bicultural dynamics of it, you know, with Juarez and El Paso and the tri-state mm-hmm. aspects to it, right. you know, and there's a lot of layers involved in here. So, you know, ultimately all these tools are to become a reflection of the environment. You, you, you just put it back within the formatted, you know, and you create, you know, videos as well. You generate, you know, you bring interest down here because mm-hmm. it, it's already coming and, and, and it's here and it's been here and, and yeah. with, this, with this new administration how do, you, how do you turn that affliction into an asset of great value you know and, and I think that's what the end result of the product creation or art creation of the part of the past is, is, is creating poignant you know, yeah. tight, succinct, cool you know, reflections cool man and so um, maybe just to backtrack a little you know, I, I think, as I mentioned, honestly, we could do two or three different shows worth. One just for your book, right? One just for you and film. But for those who don't know, the book that Valentin was mentioning at the beginning of the show is South Sun Rises. Uh, what was the press on that again? Uh, Western Edge Press out of Santa Fe. Western Edge Press. And yeah, and I, I got to go on a little road trip yeah, with you. you. We went to uh, Taos. Remember we went oh, to it was great. Somos. Hmm. Uh, we it's need been to go around back. For, it's been around yeah. 35 years, and or uh, perform with Orlando White. Orlando White, yeah, out of Brown, I think Brown. Yeah, you know, I forget what university, but he's a you know hell of a poet. Yeah, uh, yeah. very, very like different. His, his, his uh, the way he presented his poem, yeah, blew me away. Look him up if you have the chance, Orlando White. I appreciate you taking me on that trip. You know, we went through Albuquerque and, and Santa Fe and, and Taos, and that was that was really cool. It showed me a different lens into the literary world, and, and it showed me that uh, it's possible. So, um, tell us more about South Sun Rises. You know, a story of, of uh, my mom, my mom coming over from Juarez, and my mm-hmm. father, you know, uh, dying at a, at a young age, and her sort of pursuing the American dream on, okay. her, on her own with four kids, with you know, of, you know, third, fourth grade education, and having to. You know, persevere in, a, in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in this you know climate, and I and I told the story, you know, having to work multiple jobs and the austerity of the kind of childhood that that we've had and I had, and it was ultimately beautiful and powerful. And I think in retrospect, I, you know, I, I sometimes people see it as a, I have, I've had some friends see it as a kind of like a like a red flag, you know, towards vulnerabilities, and it's and, and ironically, oh, I get I get the most response from women, you know, that are moms, and for mm-hmm. so I think it resonates with them. But others also can see it as as a, like a woe is me kind of thing, and and because this is how the child that I had, I'm fucking tiny Tim, and you know, I went through this, you know, and it's sure I've, sure. I've heard that in like two three times, and I've always, I, I I like that, you know, I, I not that I like it, but it is what it is. It's a perspective, and 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 it is putting yourself out there when you write something like that and parts of me really thought that I really have to go there you know that I you know and, and I did and I and I, yeah. I remember the intent that I had at the time you know as pretentious as it may have been is Albert Camus you know the stranger sure. I wanted to have I wanted to be you know noirish I wanted to I want, I, I'm a Get filmmaker a so that was a combination of, of painting images and, <clears throat> and 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 telling emotional you know peaks and valleys and and, and so that was a style, you know, that was the, that was a complete, 
approach to go dark, you know, go hit hard, you know, and, 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 and you know, open the, the, the closed doors of our, you know, of our, of our minds and our, our pasts. And, and, and I wanted to paint that image. I could have gone a certain direction. And I think, ironically, this is completely different than my second book. Uh-huh. You know, that it's not purely like my first book, but the terms of what it's about, the complete opposite of what my first book is about. You know, and I, and I hope that shows a demonstration of, of myself as a writer to tell a story that isn't, I'm not going to follow a certain path that I'm supposed to follow because sure. it's going to lead me to a certain kind of like niche and voice within academia. You know, I welcome whatever, you know, opportunities I have, but I see it as project management and me getting mm-hmm. better at project management and, 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 and not mystifying the, the great American novel or nothing, you know, not for me, mm-hmm. I, I can't think that way. I, I, I'd, I'd be more stigmatized than I am. So I, I'd see it as just, you know, project management and moving forward with it and, and telling the story. And I think at the end, I'm very mindful of the distinction from my first book. You know, I'm very mindful of that and I'll present that. And I think people will be okay. surprised that, that I wrote a book like this. You know, I was a part of a book like this and where you, you could have thought something based off the first book. Yeah, there's an interesting progression of, uh, I think in particular in, in your story, I think of interconnectedness. Opportunity led you to other opportunities and, and so on. And like I mentioned with with your book, um, obviously we'll maybe dedicate another episode to fully just talk about that and, and what... And re- I'll read and read from it. I don't have it with me right And, uh, well, we also have uh, some recordings that we can share too, which is always sure. great. You know, I, I personally have liked recording poets here in town because that's something that a lot of people don't really do and your, yours came out great but you know we'll help you record more of that yeah we'll it record it great. here yeah we yeah. recorded that in Washington D.C. at a hotel you know, uh, after, speaking after, of opportunities after right after the you know yeah, yeah after the Trump or the actually the Women's March so, yeah that yeah. next that following day that Saturday which yeah, is just so uh, it was cool to see you know yeah, it was around. it was crazy um, to be around it was it was well, you go from pathos to ethos you know the one night before you had tension you had mm-hmm. stormtroopers you had you know it, it felt like a like a, a Ken Burns documentary that you were a part of, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. it was really crazy, you know, you see, you couldn't get into the Washington Press Club, you know, I'm there with Rudy Arredondo, who mm-hmm. was the president of the National Latino Farmers and Ranchers Trade Association, and luckily he was able to give us an office to have his podcast for Americano, and different, similar to this, but a friend of mine, Luis Ruiz, uh-huh. of ours out in Los Angeles, was kicking that off, and he got me up there, and so that was... From that to the next morning, you know, I had no idea what the next morning was going to be. I really didn't know that they're having this uh, women's march. I, I was just mm-hmm. involved in the work I was doing. I should have, but I'm there, so I knew whatever I was in a you know encounter, I was. In, I had no choice but to be there, and 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 it was beautiful. It was from from dark to light, you know, and you know, hundreds of thousands. What of a women what a contrast, right? Not just Same. women, people, people. Sure, was, sure, you know, kids, families. Men, women. You know. mm-hmm. That's great. And um, I guess going back to your, your book, right? I'm talking about the interconnectedness. Uh, lately, I think through South Sun, was it through South Sunrises? Or were, were you able to link up with uh, Maria Chavez and Dr. Chavez yeah. yes. and Catch the Next? Yeah, okay. yeah, yes, I was touring. Okay. I was touring with Catch. I mean, with Catch. I was just touring Texas. I, I went from Austin to, you know, uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, Austin, through them, San Antonio. I actually didn't do San Antonio, and then Houston. Okay, not through them. I didn't even know them at the time. I, oh, oh, so you no, know, it was just me. I was just touring it oh, myself. Cool. You know, 
uh, just, you know, calling friends up and, you know, sometimes I'd have, you know, the opportunity to get a hotel or, you know, and have some amenities and most times I'd stay in, you know, people's homes and, and go and present and it was doing my little punk rock tour, you know, my, yeah. my own sort of thing and, and I was, you know, I had nothing but, I had, you know, but energy and, and the bravado to present the book because I had a product, you know, I came, mm -hmm. I came from, I didn't come from the, the scene, any, any kind of scene of poetry and performers. I, I approached it because I now, I, you, as an entrepreneur, I You had, really did I surprise a, a lot of people, uh, I, I, you know, certainly by, first of all, just putting the book out there. Then secondly came acclaim, right, performances. One of the highlights is, is winning the Southwest Book Award. Yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing. That whole year was an interesting journey, right? And I, I think that's when we had met. You were kind of on, yeah, on the legs I, of that. I started working with you on the Boron. And that was cool because, uh, yeah, we featured you at one of our open mic nights, but also you invited me to, to kind of uh, jam with you as you read. Yeah. With my saxophone. Yeah, that was fun. And, uh, was or, fun. or drums, whatever it was. With, with case. Chris, too. Remember Chris would come on occasion. Chris came we, in and... We jam out. We did uh, that art coffee event. This, this episode is just focusing on catching people up to what Power at the Pass is and, and means. Uh, again, check out the page on Facebook, Power at the Pass. But I really did want to highlight just a little bit of what, about what the Power at the Pass is in case. I think uh, some people have found it to be a little mysterious, kind of started to crop out of nowhere. Yeah. And people started tagging Power at the Pass. Or like, and, and I think uh, people were like, what's that? And people would ask me too. They, saw, they, they would see that I, I started to get involved, and, and so people would ask, what is that? Hey, hey. You know, the next, you know, podcast will, sure. you know, you'll tell, you'll tell a different component of the people that are here. Ultimately, the, the people that are here are what are helping construct this. So it's not so much about the different layers about I me. Mean, that, that, that'll come across, mm -hmm. you know, with the work. But I think it, you know, it'll, it, for one, you have March 3rd. The Visionaries. The Visionaries, yeah. yeah. Having a show here. Because, you know, it's a really cool space. And, 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 and the Visionaries will make it, his, you know, historic that night. And we'll, we'll, we'll throw a good show. I mean, yeah. Let, know, let's, so. as, as it goes, right, let's see what, we, what happens when we give a bunch of artists a blank space to work with. So look forward to that. Uh, March 3rd, Visionaries. That's Third year anniversary show. Yes. Here at Power at the Pass. The address is 1931 Myrtle. It's uh, it's gonna be a laid back affair too, right? No, yeah, no need yeah, to. Uh, yeah, it's not. We're not. I'm not looking to, you know, to throw the coolest party, you know, yeah. in, in, of the year, you know. It's, we we want to showcase the art. There's plenty of other places yeah. to do that, and that's really cool. But here's, mm -hmm. you know, geared more towards becoming a showcase. Yeah, I think it's a great way to maybe even bring people together. Absolutely. So yeah, the podcast, podcasts are growing, man. Yeah, All over, like, you know, especially now in El Paso, I think the last couple of weeks, uh, I've, I just keep seeing posts like, hey, I'm doing a podcast now. I'm doing a podcast, which is great. I love it. Yo, so check it out. Um, we're going to put a bookmark on this conversation. We're going we're gonna to have a part two and part three for Valentin. Uh, but I'll catch you guys next time. All right. This is it for the Be Moms podcast. Peace.